When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time, a Wave Sports and Entertainment original presented by Prize Picks. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is that time of week that we have a guest join us. We haven't had her on in a while. You can check her out on the L. Duncan Show, available wherever you get fine podcasts like this one. Her name is Elle Duncan. Elle, what's going on? Bo, so glad to be back with you, friend. I got to tell you, I texted you this last week. There's been the there's been a whole lot of just big Bamani fan sightings out there. People solely recognizing me from your podcast. That being the first thing they say, Elle, I love you on Bamani's podcast, and I say thank you so much. So I'm really happy to be back, and uh, cheers to your people. They're very welcoming people, your fans. That's what I'm saying. It's a good group of people that listens. I remember I was telling Sean was when we had set up for the voicemail and Sean was concerned that people were going to be out there uh, putting ridiculousness on the voicemail. I'm like, nah, we all kick it like that over here. You ain't got to worry about that. We straight. And since the last time you and I did a podcast, we both upgraded in various ways because we both got our lighting game under control. Like you sat down. I was like, damn, look at hell. Look at this. That's a glow we got here. It is. I didn't even turn on the uplighting over my shoulder, by the way. Just I just figured too much glow. I didn't want to just like glow you out. <laughs> but yeah, man, lighting, uh, lighting is a beautiful thing. We've grown up. We've matured. Look at you. You look like an angel, too. You just look beautiful, Bo. And I know that's always the goal of this podcast is to just look as beautiful as possible whilst doing it. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going for. I also think the other thing that's happened is we used to record these at like 10 and now we're recording at 12. And we both look like we've been up a couple extra hours. Like we've had time to get a couple more things done. Settle in I'm pretty sure more. the last time I did your show, I was on my bedroom floor hiding from my baby and uh, it was precarious. <laughs> so yeah, we've definitely got better. Tell you, your child might walk in here and tell us that, uh, you know what I'm saying? We're not being appropriate. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> It's so funny that you mentioned the stick mic. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. We're going to get to a bunch of stuff here with the NFL or whatever. But um, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator of the Giants, you were you aware of the previous Wink Martindale in uh, popular culture? No. Yo, this is so wild. I figured that everybody understood this. The homie Wink Martindale, the host of Tic Tac Doe. Back in the day, he was like, I think he I think he did like high rollers, a couple of other the game shows. Like you sit down and watch the game show network, you're gonna get lots of Wing Martindale. And that's why Don Martindale, the coordinator of the Giants, I've been looking at him a little bit funny, because yo, somebody else, that was taken, right? First and last. That one's already taken. But I guess he was Martindale, he show up in the spot, then that makes him wink. But something is very funny is going on here, because we got a report on Monday that said or it was a Tuesday. Can't remember which, but either way. It was expected that Wing Martindale was going to resign from his position as defensive coordinator. And we had been hearing that he and Brian Daybo, the head coach, did not get along. So I wake up today and there's a report that what actually happened was Wing Martindale found out that two of his ace homies had been fired. And he walked in and he cussed Brian Daybo out and he stormed out. But he hasn't quit yet. Now, L, you tell me if I'm tripping here, right? Because I know cutthroat business games when I see it. They thought that that man would quit after they fired his homies and they wouldn't have to worry about that. You ain't got to give him his money. None of those things. Instead, all he did was storm out. And then he heard that they said he was going to quit. He's like, I ain't quitting shit. And he about to sit there and be like, y'all about to give me all of my money. 
I'm not going to bail you out. Listen, this situation is so petty and so relatable. I actually was in a relationship like this. The relationship was clearly <laughs> deteriorating for real. And we were at the very end. And it was one of those things where it was like, like there wasn't a real reason, you know, no one, nothing egregious, no one cheated. It just had run its course, but neither one of us wanted to be the one to just like pull the plug. So we engaged in just chicken. And it was like, like he would do things to push me to leave him. You know, he'd be like, well, I, I laid next to a girl in a bed at a party, but I didn't touch her, but I did, I did lay next to her. And I, I understand if that means that you want to, you know, and I knew what he was doing. I'm like, no, I'm not going to bail you out. So you're going to have to break up with me, bitch. And that's basically, we just kept doing this until eventually he was like, all right, I'm going to have to man up and I'm going to have to walk away and be the one that broke this off. And that's where we're headed for because Wink wants his money, Bo. Why did he have to be the one to end it when you was ready to go too? Because I was petty and I wanted him to be the one to do it. Oh, you, you, you ain't had a heart for it. No, here's the thing, Bo. I knew for months what he was trying to do. And eventually, like at first, <laughs> months? It was like, I'm gonna, for months. And at first it was like, you know, all those toxic things that you're taught or that you believe, like if it's real love, you'll fight for it. And you've got to, you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to do everything that you can and, and do your best and ride or die and whatever. So I thought like, okay, I can, I can use this information and help our relationship. Well, then it got to a point where it was like, no, the relationship is over. So you be the one to do it because you're the one that wants to end it and I'm not going to bail you out and you need to be the bad guy. He didn't want to be the bad guy. He wanted to be able to always look back and go, well, she broke up with me. So I can't be stupid for breaking. She broke, he wanted to absolve himself. But you wanted it to end, it sounds I, like. Eventually, but I didn't want to give him the satisfaction <laughs> of it being me to do it. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now with Wink Martindale and the Giants. He's like, no, I'm not giving you the satisfaction of storming off and leaving. You're going to have to fire me. And you're going to have to fire me from and Florida because I'm out. From Florida. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to have to pay me. And you're, and you're going to have to pay me. That's a Correct. big part of this. You're going to have to pay me. And when you fire me, you're going to free me up to go get another job. Because there's speculation that part of why they don't want to just fire him because they think he'll just go to Philadelphia. By the way, Philadelphia ain't even finished playing, right? That man might get him a job before they season is even over. But he left, he stormed out, and they were like, so did he quit? Do you think he quit? Did it sound like he quit? It feel like he quit. Like, I think I think this is what happened. And not everybody hears the same things in the conversation. Like, he might have walked off and told them, like, to go fuck themselves or something. And they thought that meant quitting. Nope, that don't mean quitting. No. That means exactly what he said. And you'll be able to say, I had an emotional reaction. I left. Did I ever say I quit? I never said that. <laughs> the season is over. I'm not derelict of duty. It's poor form to leave two days after the season's over. But, oh, well, it's not against it. I can still go. And he's going to be able to backtrack. Here's my question for you. Because if you look at, like, Wink Martindale's just, like, numbers in particular this year, we all know he's he's the guy. He's He's been a guy for a long time in the league. The numbers weren't overly impressive. You know, it's nothing like that. But he is a one of those, like, self-ascribed, like, team player guys, right? And the guys love him and the players love him. Part of the rumor of why Dayball eventually wanted to do this is because he felt like Wink, along with those brothers, his, you know, his besties, if you will, were sort of creating their own little fiefdom. And he wanted to sort of remind everybody the power structure. But do you, uh, do you buy into the idea that when you do something like that, you lose your locker room, in particular, if it is happening to a team guy, if you posture in front of your team to a guy that they love, do you have any potential of sort of losing them? Do you buy into that? Well, I do believe whoever you replace him with better be that dude, right? Because like Martindale, and this is at least in my travels, and some of the actual football players are welcome to correct me. I'll talk to Dominique about this later. It's a little different with them defensive guys. Like they seem to ride for their coordinator in a much different way. The relationship seems to be more jocular. Is that a fair word? Like they they do more like bouncing around each other and stuff like that. And they be you know he get out there and rubble with you while y'all while y'all play some little John after the game. Like that's what the defensive coordinator do. And this man got the chain right. Like he he they say he drippy. They say he got all the drip going on around him right the man looked like he got a cold that's what they say about him he his nose be running he got the drips they like that and he'd be out there calling them crazy plays like what are we doing now you know what we about to do we about to bring it all they do every play is bring it it's a bunch of dudes coming out here to bring it right people love that they, it, it don't matter if it works they can get burned on every play them dudes get to bring it 
All right, they enjoy that. So he can't, he can't come in there with no point Dexter that's going to overthink the concept of defense. He can't come in there with no Matt Patricia. That's not going to work. Like, so whoever no he comes Patricia. in with, it better work. <laughs> Matt Patricia, if he goes and tries to Patriot this and bring Matt Patricia in there, he might as well put in his two weeks notice right now. He will be fired by midseason. <laughs> Note to self, do not go for rocket scientists or astrophysicists. Have we figured out what his actual job was that we keep claiming he had? No, I mean, they, I think I think rocket scientist is what we called it, but we called it rocket scientist because we know he worked at a rocket science place because we don't actually know what a rocket scientist is. It's just some shit that we be saying. So if you work at the rocket science factory, we just make everybody a rocket scientist. There's somebody out there telling people he work at the rocket science place and they saying he a rocket scientist and he push a mop. Exactly. He's like, I'm in rocket science, but really what he is is like taking the chip from the machine and then putting it in the machine so it can manufacture stuff for the rocket scientists. That is an obvious distinction. Thank you. And you're right. And it's one of those things. It's one of those professions like you don't want to sound stupid for not knowing anything about it. But by nature of the job, you don't know shit about it. So you just kind of lay out. As soon as someone says they're a rocket science, you're like, oh, sh damn, that must be they must be a brilliant person. And then you kind of really don't question it. Yeah, all I'm saying is this. I ain't never heard about no major at no college in rocket science. It's it's like that's that's the whole part of it. We have outsmarted ourselves when it comes to the idea of market scientists. And I told you, man, I was done on Matt Patricia when I saw him walk around with that damn pencil behind his ear and knowing that the play sheet was laminated. He was fronting. That was some real shit. You know what that was? That was some string of bell shit right there. That was the kind of thing the Stringer Bell would do. You out here walking around. And the truth is, with that beard and that backwards cap and that not getting no haircut, he ain't look like he was out here doing no math with that pencil. You know what he looked like he was doing? Making a mark on the drywall. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with you if you work with drywall. I'm just saying that what he was trying to give us he was giving me construction, right? He was looking like he hung out with, with uh, Al, the tool assistant. That's that's who I that's I don't think so. That's what he looked like. He looked like he don't think so. That was nicer than what I was gonna say. I was say he was giving Ozark. <laughs> he was giving Ozark a little uh, bit. The broad the paper towel bed. Like he was giving yeah, a little bit of that. Exactly. He's it was giving a little bit of that to me. I you know, I'm glad you brought up Matt Patricia because I feel like I have not had an opportunity to ask somebody this question with all seriousness. Do we really believe? that Bill Belichick is just like willing to accept a one or the other role in the Patriots. We really believe that he's just going to like, okay, I'll just like acquiesce the coaching job. I'll just stay GM, by the way, which is the thing he's the worst at. Personnel decisions is the thing he's the actual worst at. And we're just going to be, we're just going to let another coach come in there and let Bill be the GM. This is insane. This can't, possibly be heading towards anything but a divorce Bamani. This cannot work. And why on God's earth would Mike Vrabel or anybody else want to go and work for the Patriots when Bill Belichick is the GM? Like, why would you do that? And I, please full stop with the people bring up Brad Stevens with the Celtics. Oh, you can do the same exact thing. Brad Stevens did not mean the same thing as a head coach to the Celtics that Bill Belichick is meant to the Patriots. Absolutely not, Bo. This is dumb. Am I crazy? It's funny you mentioned that because I had been thinking a little bit that I was going to talk about this with Dominique, but it's such a fluid situation that I need to talk about it with you because we doing it live and Bill Belichick hadn't been fired yet, though he could be fired in the meantime, tween time, at any point that we have here. I am with you. I'll take it another step further. Not only can you not keep Bill Belichick around and then bring somebody else in in either capacity you can't hire Bill Belichick if you're one of these other teams. I don't know. Like Everybody keeps talking about every team's going to back up the truck to get Bill Belichick. No, because for the same reason you point out, you have to give him the keys to everything. And we just got demonstrated to us giving him the keys to everything is a bad idea. It doesn't work. Like Tom Landry did not think that he was done coaching forever when he was done coaching forever, right? Don Shulick is still coach when he was done coaching forever. I don't think he winds up anywhere else, but you just hit it. I can't imagine showing up to work and Bill Belichick is there. Like, if you the GM and I'm supposed to tell Bill Belichick what to do, yeah, he really about to listen to you. But if I'm the coach, I have to listen to what he says. 
He tell me to do something. I got to do it. Correct. And people keep seeming to think I'm with you. I don't, I seem to remember years ago, Bill Belichick intimating he didn't want to coach into his seventies. And I can't imagine if he didn't want to coach into his seventies of which he already is that he wanted to restart somewhere in his seventies. That just seems, it feels like the only thing, and people of course doing this whole, he wants to be able to hit some marker or sort of at least change the narrative on the end of his run that he's still chasing Shula's record, that that somehow will keep him motivated enough to go to another franchise to win. I think, what is he, 15, 16 games away from Shula? So he'd still have to coach for another two seasons in order to... Do you think that Bill Belichick, based on everything that we know about him and who he is, is motivated by something like that, that that singular thing alone would have him want to go coach somewhere else, just trying to bring that record? Let me tell you something. My daddy would always tell the story about, and I think this is actually how it went, but this is how he would tell the story in case I got it wrong. You remember when Lefty Giselle was coaching basketball at Georgia State? Uh, and there was, there was a time at the end there where Lefty got the flu. He got the flu, and he had to miss a week or two off of work, and it's the only time that he had ever missed a week or two off of work. And he left his old ass at home. He never came back. He, he had no idea how good it would be to have that week or two off work, and he never wanted to return. We keep assuming that Bill Belichick want to coach forever, but for all we know, Bill Belichick might want to get his ass out there on a boat, go see the world. I mean, he's a, he's a man with many interests. He's a man that seems to be in to many things. Bill Belichick might have that first weekend at the crib and just be like, wow, I can't believe this. This is a true story. I'm not going to say who the coach was, but this was a coach who wound up getting a job working in television. And after he had the job working in television, he got back into some assistant coaching. But when he had the job working in television, at some point he had come up to somebody and he told them that he was going on a cruise. Like his wife had booked a cruise. And he tells the guy, did you know about these cruise things? And he starts talking about it. He's like, yeah, it's like you get on this boat and then you just go to these different places and they got activities and things on them and all of this stuff. He, he had never had any idea or given any consideration to the notion of going on a cruise because he was so tied up in coaching football. Belichick might not feel like doing this, man. That's like when Oprah, wasn't it like on her show the first time she went to Walmart or whatever? And she's like, they just have things and you grab them from the show. <laughs> um, I, I love to imagine like Bill Belichick just getting home for a weekend with nothing to do and just like Netflix and chilling and being like, I'm kind of into this love is blind thing. What would you think would be the thing if Bill Belichick had time on his hands to like, like Netflix and chill, like us commoners, what would be the thing you think would be his sort of, his love is blind, that he'd be like tweeting about, that he'd be fired up about? Hashtag R-H-O-A-T-L. That's what we'll get out of him. What if, what, what, what if Bill Belichick get in there? That's what he's all about. He's all about some real housewives. He all L-H-A. T-L-L-H-H? Yeah, that's what he about. He out, he out here watching all the bonus shows. <laughs> like, what, what if we find out? What if we find out that's what it is? Or he's got, like, a passionate opinion, and he's like, yo, Travis Kelsey, he should have stayed with K. Michelle the way I see it. <laughs> right? Like, what, what, what if that happened? Yo, I'm going to ask you about this. I haven't talked about this. I maybe need to be a little careful because I'm talking about a quasi coworker because I work here. But I've always felt like there was a level to this Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift thing that ain't nobody talk about, right? Because Kanye had that line, and once he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. Why be letting Travis Kelsey slide for that, right? Travis Kelsey, when he was just a yo man trying to get it going in the NFL, he was out here with K. Michelle and whatever this other woman was. They'd be tweeting about it every now and then. And then next thing you know, Travis Kelsey get the second Super Bowl and now he's doing State Farm commercials and he decided that ain't good enough for him no more. No, no, no. And he went all the way away from what he had been doing before. You couldn't get farther away from what he had been doing before than Taylor Swift. I feel like all the jokes I could make about how far away he went with Taylor Swift in this day and age, people might think are racist in some form or fashion. But I'm just saying if some of his counterparts who also have like lineups and fresh beards and stuff like that has stopped dealing with them loving hip hoppers to go end up with a Taylor Swift, y'all be in the streets marching about it, marching about it. 
March. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, I think I think they kind of were, which I found to be a little silly. I mean, I believe Kanye was referring to black men leaving yo ass I, for I, a I, white I, I girl. I, 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 but, but hold on, no, but hold on, no, but hold on. But, but, so you think that we claimed him enough that he got you think that he got distinguished as an honorary black. That's what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know if he got claimed enough. I'm just saying he went all the way away. Like he came back with that mustache. Bo, I saw someone say he came back with like that mustache. You, it's like when you grow up like in New Orleans on fresh home style cooking, and then you move to LA and become a vegan. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just saying he showed up with that mustache, and I could not like that mustache. It either looked like you were in Queen or the Police. I can't tell which band we talking about, but that was where that. It just it. He seems real cool, and he seemed to still be like fundamentally down. But it was just so funny to me when I saw when i was just like oh no he's he's really he's doing he's he's gone all the way he has gone all the way um but you know what i'd like to believe here's what i think i i'm totally projecting here because this is how i feel i am a person and i don't know like what your attraction point is but like as someone who sort of has to be creative and like literally has to get paid to try and like be talented at something i'm super attracted to talent like i'm one of those people that like and it doesn't matter what your talent is like if you're a computer engineer I, I remember when i first started dating my husband who was a computer engineer at the time and i came to his apartment and he had taken his entire computer apart because it was like making noises and i had i was like oh god that's so hot like i i so i'm very attracted to talent and i imagine if you're travis kelsey there's like nothing hotter in the world than watching a woman command a crowd of 40,000 people in her palm. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it. I feel like. Okay. A couple Swift things on that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I have a no, couple no, no. things on that. Number, number one, I want all the dorks out here to hear this. Okay. You out here thinking there's something wrong with you out here disassembling these computers. There was a time once where L. Duncan could have walked in and seen you taking that computer away and your dorky ass could have hit pay dirt. You just didn't know about it. They end they into all kinds of stuff, you dorks. And oh, yeah. your husband's not a dork, just to be clear. But I'm talking about yeah. these dorks out here. Like they need yeah. to understand that, oh, like man. you can dork your way into some goodness. Like it can, it can, it can happen. Uh, yeah. Two, I'm very curious about what you point out. Does that work both ways with gender? Because I have always said that all a woman need to do is see you be in charge of something. It don't matter what the of something is. You say do something and people do it. You have won. Right. Like like being in charge is a very attractive quality. I don't know necessarily if it goes back across the other way for men. My concern for him, because I think I would be very attracted to watch a woman run things on stage like that. Right. But I got a goal in my life. And I'm serious about this. And if I make it all the way to the end with this never happening, I have done something right. I don't never want nobody to write no song about me. I don't care if it's a happy <laughs> song. I don't care if it's a sad song. I don't never want you to write no song about me because I'm telling you right now, if you start off writing a happy song about me, at some point that other song about me is going to come out and there's a good chance it can sound like, and I'm here to remind you yeah. and i don't want no reminders. i don't want i don't want no reminders i don't i don't i don't no 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 i know i i don't I, I didn't feel you run your nails down my back because that wasn't my back that was a different person he over there hurting like hell wondering what he ever did wrong you know what i'm saying like don't nobody want to be uncle joey and i don't know how the taylor swift carols go like the breakup carols that she got i just don't want none of them to be about me i know that for fact and i know enough to know this about that catalog I know it ain't about to be how it was her fault. I would not want to go down that road. I just don't want a song about me ever. That's all I'm saying. You definitely have to be careful about who your ex are because she joked about like what that would even look like. Like how do you weave in tight end into a Taylor Swift song? Um, but I also think that like, you know, I, I don't know. I pretended to like your mustache. That's the lyric. That line's going to show up somewhere. In fact, and I don't know if she kicking like Adele, where Adele don't even make an album when she happy, right? Like Adele just be sitting around living the good life until something goes wrong. And then it's like, all right, let's go book some studio time. You know what? Adele's one of those artists that like, man, when I was a sad girl, I couldn't listen to Adele. And she's really changed for me now that I'm happy and going to therapy. It's really different listening to Adele's song now, you know? But she is, for a whole function of the population, she is like... Should I go ahead and just er, off this bridge music? It's not, you know, it just really depends <laughs> on where you are in life. Honestly, when you listen to Adele. 
Oh, boy, I have a story I'll tell you later uh, about that right there. But uh, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to come up next, though, and tell you about a breakup that has stunned both L and I. You're watching the right time. Listen, I don't know. I got into radio mode right there. Prize Picks is the most fun you can have by winning up to 25 times your money this football season. And now you can play during basketball season, too. You just select two or more players. Pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. And with the NBA back, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. And if you stick around for the end of the show, you'll get to hear some picks from our producer, Sean, that can either help you win or make you fail miserably. So make sure you go to prizepicks.com slash Bomani and use code Bomani for a first deposit match of $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Bomani. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's a new year, which means it's time for everyone's New Year's resolutions. We tend to get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. This year, let's stop the New Year, New You talk and focus on things we want to keep the same in 2024. Whether you found a consistent workout routine, a healthier diet plan, or decided to read more, let's continue the things we did well last year into the new year. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bomani today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bomani. Don't reinvent yourself for the new year. Just rehydrate yourself with liquid IV. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, all in a single sugar-free stick, so you can feel like a hydrated new you ready to take on 2024. Liquid IV is super easy to use. Just take a pre-measured packet and pour it into a glass of water, mix it up, and enjoy. Use it before or after a workout or when you're feeling tired after a long day of travel. Plus, with their roster of flavors, you can easily find the right flavor for you and your taste buds. Rehydrate yourself for the new year. Grab Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code BOMANI at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code BOMANI at liquidiv.com. All right, uh, welcome back to The Right Time. Uh, my good friend, L. Duncan, apparently has incensed our control room. She made a very good point about Adele. Like, ain't nobody just sitting around the crib like, yo, I just want to hear an Adele song. Like, you hear it, you enjoy it, and it goes from there. And then she took it a step further and says it's kind of like Nas. You ain't never just sitting around like, yo, I got to hear this Nas song. And you mean like in a groove, like a party type of situation. Yes. And I, I agree. I, I don't have a Nas song for that moment. I, here's my thing. When you're talking about arguments for like, this has always been my argument. When you're talking about arguments for some of the greatest of all time, I understand what Nas means to people. Like I get all that to New York and all that. But when you're talking about that specific argument, if you don't have a song you can play in every single situation, I just don't understand how you have the discography to be in that conversation. And I've never, ever been to a party ever where someone requests a Nas song so that we can bop. In fact, I know someone at a party a couple years ago who tried to kill an entire vibe by putting on Illmatic. <laughs> now here's the, here's the situation, Bo. Here's the situation. Girls are dancing. We're playing like like party from Chris Brown. I mean, you know, I've gone from this, I've done Travis Porter. Like I've got these girls feeling good. 
There's just mad twerking happening everywhere. And here comes this dude. Hey, hey, yo, play on Maddie. <laughs> I was like, no. And he's like, you ain't got no love for New York. You ain't got no love for Nas. I was like, I didn't say I didn't have love for Nas. I love Nas. I'm just saying this is not a Nas situation. It's not. When the girls are dancing, when the drinks are flowing, I don't think there is a Nas song that can perfectly encapsulate the moment. Yo, it's so funny that you say that because Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia just put out an album not too long ago called Scaring the Hoes. And the whole point was that all that super rapidy rap stuff, the women don't really like it very much. And so when you start doing that, you start insert album title here. That is the thing that you do. And you basically just spelled out the dude that they are talking about. You like, they out there dropping it like it's hot. And he's like, yo, who wants to chill out with a little Nas? <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm like, listen, and I love all of these people, right? But like, like, you don't go from the yin yang twins to a tribe called Quest. Like, that's not really like how that works, guys. So you have to understand the moment. I had a disagreement with Toure about that once on the internet that like lingered for a while because I did Toure's podcast like last year. And Toure uh, was like, yeah, I was a little surprised you did this podcast. I didn't think you liked me very much. And I was like, damn, why you got to bring this up like here in front of all the people? We could have talked about this before the microphones came up. But I remember what the day was. And the day was he was doing a little pandering on the internet. Yes, Toure, I'm saying you were pandering this day. I felt like he was doing a little pandering because some woman was talking about how she liked Rakim. And he was like a woman who's into sports and loves Rakim. is every man's dream. And I retweeted it and it said, I prefer the girl that listen to the yin yang and i would just like to make the point right now i am right about this 100 let me tell you i'd have been around the girls that love Nas. i'd have been around the girls that love the yin yang twins let me tell you who was more fun all right i'm just letting you know right now the, the yin yang fan club was a lot more fun than the Nas fan club like i'm like i and look Maybe I'm not giving people enough room to be who they are across the board. But if you give me a choice between a woman who do what they do when the yin yang twins come on versus a woman who do what I do when the knives come on, which is this right here. You know what I'm saying? I've been a lot of them shows. We just be standing down there, a bunch of dudes, biggest sausage party you ever see. There's a bunch of dudes out here going just like this. I don't need a lady to do that with me, man. Like, I mean, I guess it can be cool. It, after that, you can go lead. We can go lead, go somewhere. And they play the yin yang and you do the other stuff. But like, I, you feel me? You feel me here? Listen, listen, I am with you. I feel like there are two people. There are the people when you say old school hip hop that think Rakim and the people that think Petey Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're correct. Oh, hold on. We got a Nas song. Uchi Wally can, can do the job. Uchi Wally kid. Oh, okay. Can, can. Okay. Uchi Wally. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There. Okay. There's one. Where they work my birthday. But that's the chorus more than it is the rap, right? That's not the. And honestly, when we do play that song at clubs, when I would host clubs and the DJ would mix that in, they're only mixing in Uchi Wally Wally, Uchi Bang yeah. Bang. They're only mixing that you're part fair. in and then they're getting out. They're not even playing any of the lyrics. That's fair. By the way, somebody in the chat said, are we going to talk about what's going on with the Bucks or John's injury impact? I feel like the answer to this question has been very clearly told. No, no, we're not going to talk about any of these things. Uh, I want to ask you about this, though, because I, I feel like I feel like uh, somebody out here lying. We're going to get to that breakup thing in a second. But I feel like somebody out here lying. Sean, can we play this clip of Draymond Green from his podcast? Talk about when he had the conversation with Adam Silver, you know, when he was out suspended and everybody was trying to figure out how to, you know, take him to therapy or whatever the fuck they was going to do with him. I had a conversation with Adam Silver, commissioner of our league. I just told him, Adam, it's too much for me. Like, this is too much. It's all becoming too much for me. And I'm going to retire. And Adam said, ah, you're making a very rash decision, and I won't let you do that. You know, we had a long, great conversation, very helpful to me, very thankful uh, to play in a league with a commissioner like Adam, uh, who's more about helping you than hurting you or helping you than punishing you or, you know, he's more about the player. Yo, I got to say, I heard that and my immediate thought was, oh, so that's why you is the way you is. Because he'd be like, yo, this is too much. I think I'm going to retire. Cool then. Go. Go. See how quick he would have come back around. Oh, you're making a rash decision and I think that you should read. Hell no. Nah. I think I'm going to retire. Cool then. Anybody going to miss you? Roll out. 
If this was going to make you retire, like somebody said on the internet is like, oh, I can't be out here fighting people no more. So I'm going to just quit my job. What are you talking about? I literally think what actually happened here was, first of all, I do think that Draymond's right in regards to the comment about Adam Silver being a guy who actually does care. Like, listen, I don't know Adam Silver from the next person, but I've spent enough time around him and also talked to enough people that he is pretty genuine when it comes to that. Like, I do believe that he wants what's best for his players more than some of the other commissioners, um, at least on appearances. So I do believe that to be true, but here's how I think this went down. I think Draymond was like, man, I want to quit, man. It's all too much. Everybody's coming at me. I'm just trying to be me. I'm trying to be Draymond. I think I'm going to quit. And I think Adam Silver said, Draymond, you're going to quit a Hall of Fame career because we're asking you not to choke anyone anymore, Draymond? <laughs> Seriously? You're going to quit? Do you know how much money you're giving up, Draymond, and that deal that we just signed? If you quit, you know you don't get any of it, right? And I think that was like, okay, I'm not going to quit, but I want people to respect me being me. And like, here's the thing. I don't want to make fun of like whatever process Draymond's been on. You know, it's really easy to sort of, I'm a big proponent for mental health and for, and, and I know you are too, Bo, and for therapy and all of those things. So I don't want to be on the side of like making fun of the duration of time he spent away or how much, you know, reflecting could he actually have done? How much growth could he have done in three weeks? That's stupid. Because... I've sat with therapists before that have been so revelatory right away that I was like, oh, wow. I mean, they gave me things right away that really got me thinking and introspecting and all those things. So the process starts and I'm not disrespecting that part of the process. But what I'm tired of with these guys, like, and I'll throw John there as well. Um, he's taken astray here, pun not intended. Um, but what is frustrating me with these guys is that the second that it's about accountability, the second someone says, hey, we're not asking you to not be Draymond. We're literally asking you to control yourself. You are a grown man. You're just like choking and flailing. And this is embarrassing. And we've told you about this time and time and time again. And we have made concessions for you. And we have defended you. And what Draymond has to understand is this is no longer about trying to protect Draymond. This is about the fact that he is embarrassing them, that they continue to stand by him and he has embarrassed them to this point. He's embarrassed Steve Kerr and the Warriors. It's why Steve Kerr's tone has taken a little bit of a turn um, since even you know last year when he was stepping on people's chests in the playoffs. I just want whatever radical transformation Draymond's trying to do, I want him and I wish him the best of luck in that process. But what I don't want is to, him to spend all this time on the pulpit accusing us of just not accepting him for who he is. Like I'm drama, I'm still gonna be me. Well, if who you are is someone that is dumb enough to consistently wave a gun on IG Live, you do need to go back to the drawing table on who you are. No one's trying to change who you are. We're just trying to ask you to work within the parameters of your employment the same way every other person on this planet is expected to do. Now, I wanna say something right fast to the chat room. Somebody here said, I feel like girls that love Nas might smoke cigarettes. I feel like saying they might smoke cigarettes is not fair, but there is a possibility that she she don't smoke nothing in papers. It's backwoods or nothing. That is that might happen. That might that might be the case. I was also right there with you. There's though, a lot right? of Optimo, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot about Optimo. I ain't thought about I ain't thought about the homie Optimo in quite a long time. Um, long but time. yeah, I imagine. When Draymond lost me, is his thing, I don't apologize for things I did on purpose. And that's just the single dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, right? Like, this is the, the whole point of apologizing is that you apologize for things you did on purpose. It is the taking accountability and explaining to the person that you have wronged, like, hey, man, I realize that I have wronged you and I own that. And just so that person knows you ain't about to do this again. Like that's that's what you need. And you're dealing with people that have iterated behaviors with you. And so they need to know that you're not going to do these things again. OK, I I am with you. Same thing. Mental health. We about that. We don't want to dog people for whatever their journey is. Now, I did dog John Morant that last time we said he learned to breathe and then ain't nothing changed. We knew that was that was tomfoolery. We knew that we, we knew that that was shenanigans from the very beginning. My thing with Draymond and look, maybe you do need help with this. I don't know what exactly it is. I'm not in a position to diagnose. I don't have the answers. They didn't give us his files or anything. I just don't know why you need to go to a therapist or somebody to tell you you can't be yoking people up by the neck. I just don't know what therapist it is that you need to tell you, hey, man, you can't be kicking people in the nuts. Because in the end, the therapist that you get when you're a child and you think it's funny to kick people in the nuts, 
uh, the therapy that you get is kicking the wrong person in the nuts. And then suddenly, hey, I didn't think my daddy was allowed to punch me in my chest, but he is. He is. I get it. The you know, you can take your ass over to the punch. phone and call somebody. Yeah, or it was an uncle chest punch. I think I caught it. But either way it goes, you need to learn that, that apparently this is the only way that you're going to get it. So I struggle with this idea that he really needed to go and sit down with some people to not like yoke people up in front of people. I struggle with that. Maybe I'm regressive. Maybe he did everything that he needed to do in this time and he become the man that they need for him to be able to hold it together. But the thing that ain't making it no better is the Warriors stink. They are not good. Maybe stink is going too far, but they got problems. Klay Thompson just realized he's old. He's finally starting to make peace with the fact that he's old. And Dre uh, going to be out there losing, which he don't seem to handle very well. Yeah, the the wise old Al of Clay. I saw that and I didn't really know how to feel because I am on firmly on the side of like, I wish guys were just more authentically themselves and they weren't so media trained and they just sort of said how they feel and that makes them more relatable than on the other side. People say stuff like that and then you're like, oh, I don't know if you should have said that out loud. It feels like you're giving up. <laughs> kind of feels like you're quitting. Gorda doesn't feel like that competitive drive we're taught all champions possess is in you anymore. So that was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, Draymond's been a nice distraction. I guess nice is not the word, but a distraction from how bad the Warriors actually are. It also does save us from having to say the Lakers are in trouble too. It's like, I mean, all these teams are the, I think that we've got to like, when do you get to the point? Listen, you don't ever want to be, and I don't, I don't want to like shit on Max Kellerman. I like Max Kellerman already enough people shit on him for the Tom Brady take. Certainly you don't want to be like 10 years too early on the take. But at one point, do you like sort of look at the tea leaves and go, this isn't about like bad GMs or coaching or, you know, different shifts or or like person. Like th this is just over. Like the the juice, the, the intangible part too. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're old. And also you don't have the mental advantage anymore. Nobody fears you at all anymore. If they ever, like no, there is none of that anymore. You don't get to just roll the ball out and get the benefit of the doubt anymore. That's gone. It is. It's just over. I think for a lot of those teams, and they just have to come to terms with it. Did you see what Clay said that what gives him faith that they can still win is that they got Steph Curry and himself and Draymond, and people started retweeting that with that commercial with uh, Dan Marino and Emmitt Smith and Randy Moss and Jerry Rice coming back as old people. <laughs> like, apparently, the, the streets have decided that the Warriors are washed. The streets have decided that it is over for the warriors yeah i think so too and like again it's we kind of like knew we were headed here the championship a couple of years ago was like um we talk about the the rally right uh when people are terminal and they're dying but like right before they die they have like this burst of energy and like all of a sudden they're not sick anymore and they you know and that's just like your body's like sort of last like gasp get all this out before we transition to the next place and that kind of feels like what the Warriors championship was against the celtics right like that last gasp like this this is it and and now we're going to transition oh no l somebody in the chat room again oh, the same dude that said the thing about nice fans and cigarettes he goes draymond gets off big if you can't take me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best vibes that is too much for me he is absolutely giving that which reminds me that he is part of a very particular archetype of folks my age i'm a little older than you so i don't know if this trickled down to you but i think you'll know what i'm talking about it's them cast that got tattoos that say only god can judge me correct right you know, the big Tupac cross and only guy can judge me. And it's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. My favorite, too, is that, like, just like anything else, people will take a name. They'll overuse the name. Like, for my generation, it was, like, Jasmine. So then they started getting really creative with how they spell Jasmine. And now you have all these iterations of Jasmine. Jalen, of course, is an example as well. That was the only God could judge me tattoo as well. It started on the back. It, at some point, I knew someone where the only started here at this part of the neck and then progressively it like grew out into a sentence on the chest like it just so people started getting really cute with where they place their only god could judge me <laughs> um but it became yes the, the the tramp stamp it was like the tribal tattoo of the streets Yo, and it was all the same person, the same yeah. low accountability motherfucker same every time. single time because only god could judge him yeah you know it. that was it all right we teased this, so I got to get to it. And L, you and I were surprised by this, and you and I were both surprised that more people had not talked about this. Tiger Woods is leaving Nike? I was shocked. Yo, I was shocked. 
We didn't even like mention it on my sports center. And I was like, is this, am I the only one? I guess maybe I'm like a golf person. Maybe they read the tea leaves. He's been watching, like wearing different golf shoes. I don't really know. I just thought, I mean, Nike and Tiger are as synonymous as really Jordan and Nike. I mean, in my mind. So this is shocking to me after almost 30 years to do what? I mean, my thing is like, it's not exactly like, it's not exactly like you're at, that you're peaking at relevance right now, Tiger. I don't know why this would be the time to leave Nike. Like it feels like you'd want to suckle their relevant teeth. Yeah, like did Nike like did Nike tell him like, yo, the party's over? Did it go back in the other direction? Like I just I that I'm with you. Like this is like Michael Jordan leaving Nike. I have no idea where he's gonna go. People say he'd been on the foot joy kick lately. I, I have no clue. I have no, I mean, I don't know anything about this. I don't know if there's anything more to say. I just know that I was just stuck here. Like, I can't believe this actually happened. I, I listen, when it comes to Tiger, obviously there's something business related we've seen, especially over the last couple of years, he's doing a whole ton in that sort of venture capitalist space and trying to create sort of these like golf simulation things. And so it wouldn't surprise me in particular, if he was going to kind of go out and do his own thing with a shoe. My question for you was, I understand Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, but does Tiger Woods have the same thing that Michael Jordan has that you could single-handedly at this point in your career successfully launch an entire new shoe brand? Like, do you see that for Tiger? No, 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 no. Cause he's not in a position. So the thing about Tiger Woods gear that's different than Jordan gear is that yes, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan, but also the Air Jordan revolutionized the shoe game, right? Like there was just iteration every year the new pair of Jordans were the best pair of shoes to come out for literally 15 years, it seemed like. Every year, the new Jays were the hottest thing. Tiger Woods gear and that stuff never really worked in that same space. And now he's not really in a position where people see the gear so much to then go sell it. Like, I don't, I don't think that he could possibly make it happen. Also, he's doing it in a sport that has like fallen participation rates or at the very least participation rates that aren't climbing. So it's not like there's, there's like all this more money that's gonna um, that's gonna come out of this. I just thought I think you and I talked about this offline. The same thing that both of them would just come up with like a lifetime deal sort of situation. Because let me tell you what Tiger Woods don't need no more money. He came off half and he still got something like a billion. Think about that. He is fine, right? And when you hear these things like Jim Harbaugh has a lifetime Nike contract, I'm like, and Tiger Woods doesn't. <laughs> I got to ask you, though, because I don't, you know, I wasn't a wrestling person. I asked, like, my show group, um, like, what's the most shocking sort of surprising thing, like, in sports that took you by surprise, a la Tiger. And you, like, you know, well, you know about everything. But, like, they said Hulk Hogan leaving for NWO. Was that big? That I was, wasn't really into wrestling that was, growing up. Okay. So you weren't really into wrestling and I wasn't really into wrestling by this time this happened. And I was never really that big a fan of Hulk Hogan. Cause I mean, I grew up in a house where we wasn't allowed to play with GI Joes. You know what I'm saying? So Hulk Hogan coming out there with his like super jingoistic steez. My pops wasn't really down with that, but Hulk Hogan <laughs> was still Hulk Hogan. And it was impossible to conceptualize the idea of Hulk Hogan as a bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, that was the thing, is that he turned on what was good and became the bad guy, and even not even watching no more, it was shocking. I'll take your word for it, because to be honest, everything I know about Hulk Hogan, it doesn't seem that inconceivable that he could be a bad guy. Oh, no, 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 no. That was the thing. We learned all of that later. Like, it was a real well, was like bummer. Your, he was like, I mean, listen, I remember Hulk, like, listen, I remember Hulk Hogan being a big deal. I guess what I didn't remember at the time, because I wasn't into wrestling, was what he re represented. Like, it, for him to become a bad guy, that'd be shocking. What was he? He was, like, wrestling as Captain America? Like, what was his, give yes. me give me a yes. comp. Like, what was his, okay. Like, if, if, Michael, if Michael Jordan turned into one of the bad boy Pistons. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we talk about, like, that kind of thing. And when we found out what we learned about Hulk Hogan, all right, you from uh, Cobb County, C-O-B-B, come on back, boy. You know what that's about. And I imagine out there playing that softball, you had some homegirls that you had got cool with, and then one day you heard something they had to say when they didn't think you was listening, and you was like, damn, even you? That's how it felt when we found out about Hulk Hogan. That sucks. I remember. I remember exactly the time. I remember 
I remember because we were uh, we were about to play. I, I played on travel teams, and I know this is going to shock you, but they were largely white. Mostly, I was the only black person or my sister on every single one of our teams. But we were going to play one of the teams that was an all black team. It was a it was a black part, and um, and needless to say, they were very fast. They were really great. They could do all the buntings. Um, and before we go out there, and like you know, listen, I wasn't stupid. I was fifteen. Like I was certainly aware. But we had an assistant coach who I thought was pretty cool at the time. And we get in the huddle and he's like, let's go out there and let's kick some butt. We're like, yeah. He's like, we're going to score. We're going to run. We're going to do everything. We're going to play perfect. Yeah. We're going to shut up all that jive talking and shut down all that (laughs) jigabooing. I was like... And, you know, so I'm like, you know, and they're like, you know, everybody else is like, yeah. I was like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. So before the game starts, I go and tell Tony Duncan, this man said, let's shut up all the jive talking and jigabooing before we played an all black team, mom. How do we feel about that? Needless to say, an apology was made to our team later on. But yeah, that's when it was like, damn. And to see everybody else, just the lack of awareness, everyone's like, it was uh it was telling i had to travel 30 out of the year with these people that wasn't great hold on hold on as if jive talking wasn't enough there was more i I, I was like what happens after jive talk he doubled jade bo he was like that's not enough let me really belabor the point just in case you were unsure what jive talking meant me throwing a jigaboo i've never heard jigaboo it as a verb Mm mm-hmm he literally put it yeah. into action. And by jigaboo, he meant, you know, when they would score and play well. <laughs> Stop all that. Oh, L, this is this is why the streets love it when we have you all to the people who hate you at the airport. And they'd be like, yo, we know she a real one when she come on with you. This has been a delightful uh, 50 minutes of change, I have to say. <laughs> I agree, Bo. It's always a treat, always a pleasure. And I do. I solely come on because I love you and you're my friend. And also because I love to remind people that I am a real one. I'm from Atlanta. Don't ever get it twisted. And there's no greater place to showcase that than right here on the right time with Pomani Show. All right. Cobb County's own L. Duncan. I just love excuses to say, come on back, boy. That's my favorite thing to say. My favorite That's Atlanta thing one. to you say. Know the other one is, <laughs> you know the other one involves multiple Ks, so I think yours is yes. even better. Yes, 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 yes. It, it, it's now just, hey, come on back, boy. But I appreciate you. And Sean, you got prize picks for the people. I do, Bo. We got Scotty Barnes, 13 rebounds and assists. I'll take more there. Trey Young, 11 assists. I'll take more there as well. And Anthony Edwards, 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I will take more there as well. There we go. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. There's Sean, you handling everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Remember, follow The Right Time. Subscribe, like, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Take it easy.